You're listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast with veteran missionaries Eric Johnson and Joshua Mead. We're glad you could join us. We trust this podcast will be both a blessing and a challenge as we relate topics in world evangelism from a missionary perspective. Now, here's Josh and Eric. Welcome to the Missionary Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Johnson, and today is a very special day for me. Uh, When Josh and I started this podcast a little over a year ago, uh, there were a handful of names I had on a list of people I wanted to have on the program, the podcast, to interview and talk about missions, and this is one of the gentlemen today. And so I'm going to have the great joy today to introduce our podcast audience to Jeff Buckman, and you get to hear his testimony, uh, to hear some of the things he's been involved in over the years, especially in the area of missions, and to see how he, uh, now as he's transitioning different parts of his life, how he still has focus uh, on his life on uh, missions. And, um, but today is kind of a sad day, but Brother Jeff has one fault in his life that I'm concerned. It's that he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So of all days for us to get together on a podcast, Brother Jeff, what a day, huh? We're celebrating and uh, we're not feeling (laughs) a bit sorry for the Cowboy fans. Uh, So last night was a great game. We had fun. A little hard getting up this morning, you know, after being up <laughs> late last night. But other than that, it, it was it was a great win. No, it's true. Growing up, I never liked I never met a Philly fan I liked, but then I met Brother Jeff and a bunch of the friends out there at Valley Forge. And so I've my Philly hate has really gone away over the years. So I, I I'm glad that these guys are happy today. And it's funny, I was thinking about this, Brother Jeff. You know that I have kind of an interesting memory. Um, as we were talking here. Um Brother Jeff holds one of the few um, people that I know that have been in the home of both of the podcast hosts, Brother Josh Mead and my house. And so there aren't very people in the world that can say that. And so today we want to talk about someone that we know both very, very well, uh, who has a great testimony when it comes to the area of missions and really has been in part of of many different facets of missions between uh, helping on mission boards, uh, going on missions trips, encouraging missionaries. And so we're going to talk about that. And then towards the end of our podcast, we're going to dive into Brother Jeff. Uh, in the last couple of years, he wrote a book that is very encouraging, uh, that we will talk a little bit about some of the principles the Lord has taught him over the years. But kind of to set the scene, Brother Jeff, let's just talk a little bit about you and who you are. And uh, I sent you a list of some of the questions ahead of time, but we kind of want to find out. And I've heard your testimony because uh, you've been in our home and uh, with, a, with a work group and told a little bit about it, but I think it's a very interesting one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and how you came to know the Lord? Oh, yeah, it's always a good story uh, to see how someone's come to know the Lord. I I was in high school, had never been in a church. Um, and in high school, I met a young lady and she invited me to go to church with her. And through attending for four or five months um, through the messages at that local church and then her witnessing to me, um, she led me to the Lord. And that same young lady um, has been my lovely wife for almost 47 years now. So we ended up getting married. and um, But that all started all started back in high school um, with an invitation to church. So um, I thank the Lord for her. I thank the Lord for the way that he led and, uh, and directed me to himself. Yeah, that's a really neat testimony. I remember, I think we were on our carport having a lunch, and one of the neat things that Brother Jeff and his group do when they're together is they give their testimonies. And uh, I think on that trip, Brother Jeff, there were a number of men who had been 
uh, come to know the Lord through their wives, you know, their, their right. future spouses yeah. who had invited him to church. And so that was a real neat trip specifically. Now, yeah. with that in mind, uh, you grew up in that area in Pennsylvania, um, but you grew up in a household that wasn't necessarily a Christian household, but you guys were a hardworking household. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of your family and their businesses? Sure, sure. My dad started out in the plumbing and heating commercial contracting business. And then uh, he started a second business in selling swimming pool chemicals, uh, just a retail store. And then the swimming pool chemical store was empty in the wintertime. And there's a local mm -hmm. ski area. So back in the 70s, um, pool chemicals in the summer, ski supplies in the winter. And I was drawn uh, out of the plumbing and heating business um, to do the, the retail side of the business. But when I go on mission trips, I still enjoy doing uh, plumbing and heating. I'm, I'm sometimes mm -hmm. tapped upon as the, okay, you're the plumber, you know, run, <laughs> run the pipes here. But uh, back in the 70s is when uh, just a small the ski shop at that time and a small retail pool chemical store is what, uh, what, we, what we started with. Now, that was your, your, your family. Now, as the time went on, your father decided to give up the businesses and kind of divide them between you and your brothers and sisters. Is that correct? And then at that time in your life, you started, the Lord started working on your heart as far as um, the direction you wanted to take the businesses, maybe different than your brothers and sisters. Exactly. Exactly right. So when I was 30 years old, my, my father passed away with uh, cancer. Mm -hmm. So then um, the plumbing and heating business was run by my brother and sister. And I ran the, the ski shop and the pool shop. And uh, the Lord blessed um, the chemical side, the pool chemicals. We got out of retail pool chemicals and got into wholesale packaging. And um, back in those early days, it was myself and one other employee. And, and now uh, counting part-time employees, certain times of the year, there's, there's 500 employees. So the company has grown over these decades. But um, in 2001, uh, the Lord led us to separate the businesses family-wise. So I uh, obtained the, the chemical side of the business, uh, not having my brother and sister as part of that business. So I had chemical and ski, and they had the, the plumbing and heating. And it was at that point in time that I, I realized, okay, uh, the Lord can use the, the business for, for himself. And um, it, it was kind of a light bulb going off, so to speak. I'm a Christian. I'm now in business by myself. Uh, I, I can use the, the, the business for the Lord. All right. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because you go into this a little bit in your book. Uh, but this is kind of the point in your life where you realize, you know, I think you mentioned you only had a few employees at the time. And we'll talk about that number, because that's always very interesting to me, where you started and where you ended up. Um, but the Lord gave you kind of a burden to start not just, you know, normally, you know, tithing and, and, and giving to your church, but to use your businesses uh, for his glory. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. So the reality is it, it sets in that it's a responsibility, really. You know, it, it's easy when you have a paycheck and you bring the paycheck home and, uh, well, Lord, you want us to, to tithe. You want us to give to missions. You have special projects, perhaps, that you burden our heart with. Um, so that's one responsibility, but then it's another responsibility when you realize, well, the business is the Lord's as well. And what do you want us to give to, to, from the bill, from the business? So, um, so over the years, we, um, we establish a giving budget uh, with the business based on those same principles as a household, really. 
And then we give from the, the business uh, to various missions projects. Um, the Lord hasn't directed us to, to support missionaries on a monthly basis, although that certainly would not be wrong, but um, he's directed us to give towards various projects. So, so that's what, what I look for is, is giving towards anything, you know, that the missionaries might need. And there's, there's quite a variety of lists, really. There's the, mm-hmm. the computers or, or cars mm-hmm. or land purchases for a church or a building project. But then there's other things that come up. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's maybe an emergency health need where the missionary needs to get home quickly to be with a, mm-hmm. a, an ailing parent or a loved one or college students that they miss and they, they want to see mm-hmm. during Christmas break or something. So there's just a variety of different things, but that's what we, we look for uh, to give from the, from the business. And we don't want to go through all the details because we want you to read the book. There's a lot of detail in there and very encouraging. Uh, I think throughout the years, as brother Jeff and I have met together, it's always been encouraging to me to hear the creativity that the Lord allows him to think about in different ways that he can help out missionaries and pastors alike. It's not just missionaries, but pastors as well and uh, people in need. Uh, we won't go into the details, but there's some in the book that I think are really neat how maybe other business people wouldn't have thought of these ideas and how uh, the Lord allowed them to just be a great uh, way of provision in the area for other people. Now, let's go back uh, when you start these businesses or when you take over these businesses, we're talking just a handful of employees. Uh, and over the years, as you, through your your different businesses, had uh, generously given. And, and I think, if I'm not correct, you also gave jobs out to a lot of times to people mm-hmm. who are in the ministry or transitioning from the ministry. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, there's been various folks that um, have needed a job while they've been studying or Perhaps uh, I can think of a local pastor that came to us and said uh, he he's taking over a small church, but he needs four days of, of work a week. And then then as time went on, he said, well, I'm going to reduce to three days and I reduced to two days. And OK, the church can support me now so I, I, uh, I can go full time. And um, so, yeah, there's been various things and we always have uh, have need for for good workers so we can get creative and help that way. And there's been missionaries that have their. They're young people that um, in the summertime need employment. So they they might know someone locally and their young person can stay with them and then work for us. And so, yeah, we, we just look for ways to, to, to help uh, by providing jobs. And, and even then locally for, for believers that live close by, you know, I have some business friends that um, say, gee, I, I, I'd never hire someone from my church because I'm afraid if it, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'll have to see them all the time. And mm-hmm. um, boy, we, we have hired, we've hired over the years, literally hundreds of people from our church. Um, I can think of two times it didn't work out. Um, yeah. And it was more because um, it was kind of my fault. Really, I, I hired them because they had a need and I put them in a position that wasn't really ideal for them. And in both cases, they came to me and said, hey, you know, this isn't really working out. Um, <laughs> but Boy, that it's worked out many, many times. You know, believers sh- should be and are great, uh, great employees. 
Yeah, well, that's one of the things I can uh, say about Brother Jeff. Uh, been on various missions trips together, and he and his wife Nancy are usually the hardest workers, and that really sets a great tone. And so, if you know that up front, and you go to work for him, you better be willing to work hard. So uh, that's a, that's great to hear. <laughs> all, right, all right, now over the years, as this is growing, and your 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 businesses are giving more to the Lord, giving more to missions to other pastors, was there ever a point where you or maybe people in your in your employees who said, you know, all right, what we're doing, that's that's quite enough? Or was it something that was kind of contagious and it's, hey, let's just keep going forward. Let's keep looking for more creative ways to give. Well, contagious is a good way to, to, to put it. Yeah, I, I never really thought about doing more business to make more. It's more, uh, let's do more business so that we can give more. And uh, I remember one time, this was years ago, but my brother-in-law came to me and said, isn't this enough? Like, what, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> we, we, and I said, well, I, it just seems to be that the Lord keeps sending us customers. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep on serving them. But uh, it truly allows us uh, to, to be able to, to give more and, and, and more to, to what God has, uh, has placed on us to give to. So yeah, it, uh, it's kind of exciting. It um, it gives us a front row seat to see what the Lord's doing in ministry, um, not only in the Dominican Republic or Senegal, but really uh, all over the world. Uh, we have uh, have uh, examples of what what God's doing. It, it's exciting. Well, I remember one of the first times we had this conversation talking about that, and at the time, I believe it was hard to imagine that it was actually 2014 when you were here on one of your trips. And we had and still have a number of people in our own church that are store owners. And I had Brother Jeff give his testimony and talk about this. Now, this was 2014. I know recently he's kind of given up some of the leadership of his businesses. But at the time, I believe when he started some of the business or took over from his family, he was in the neighborhood of maybe 20, 30 employees. And at the time in 2014, the employee number was, I want to say, three or 400. Is that correct? Let's see, 2014. That would probably be about or, right. or even yeah. more recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, but yeah, there's there's a fair amount of part time employees in the winter time. Uh, we have seven ski shops, so there's a fair amount of 20 hour a week employees. Mm -hmm. um, but there's uh, a fair number, about 160 or so, full time, 12 month a year employees, and then the other time of the year, uh, in the summertime, we have about 100 part-timers, and, and in the wintertime, there's about 350 uh, part-time employees. So uh, customer service is key for us, um, so we just need to make sure we have enough enough staff to be able to, to, to get the job done. Yeah. Well, I know that was very encouraging to us, and especially to those who are hearing the testimony, especially men who you know had uh, recently come to know the Lord. And that, that's kind of one of the things I think Brother uh, Jeff has done over the years that I can tell just from afar is that he's uh, not only set the, uh, set the standard or, or set the way uh, that the Lord has allowed him to go forward and be generous with his businesses, but he's taken others alongside who are business owners and tried to encourage them to do the same because of the blessings the Lord provides. And so uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute here when we talk about your book. But in between this time... Uh, the Lord allowed you to start going on missions trips. And so why don't you talk to us about some of the first missions trips you went on and what the Lord started doing in your heart that now I'm guessing there have been over a couple dozen mission trips you've taken. Sure. Well, we started, in, um, it was in the late 90s, we were asked to go along and help as cooks on a, a youth mission <laughs> trip to the island of Bonaire. Um, and uh, we, we went along and helped and 
certainly had a great experience. And then the next year, um, the pastor asked if we would run the trip. And I remember chatting with him. I said, no, we won't. We, we don't want to run the trip. You know, we'll, we'll go along and help because I really need somebody to organize it and run it. And I think you'd be good at it. You know, would you pray about it? Well, okay, I'll pray about it. Too. So prayed about it for a week and didn't, the Lord just said, hey, you know, you, you, you should do this. So for the next two summers, we led uh, the youth on uh, the missions trip. It was a three year. Every summer we would go to Bonaire. So um, that next year, the second year, we we led it, and the third year we led it, and um, that uh, they were both great experiences. And, um, and then we, uh, when we went to Valley Forge Baptist, we were asked, uh, "What do we like to do ministry wise?" So I mentioned mission trips, and that um, we've done two or three mission trips a year through Valley Forge as well. Um, so some, they're really mostly all uh, adult. Uh, construction trips or vacation Bible school trips or, or both. Sometimes we do both. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's become a, a really an important part of our, of our life. Really. We en enjoy the, 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 the short-term trips. So we have uh, Gambia coming up in March. We have wow. uh, Papua New Guinea coming up in August or September of next year. And then back to you yeah, next fall. Yeah. Yeah, we're very excited about it. We're very, very excited yeah. about that. So what what specifically, as you started going on these trips, you know, you have a business back home. I'm sure you have many commitments and responsibilities. Um, you, you know, you're not you're not called to be a missionary or a pastor. But as you would go and you would lead people on these trips, what specifically do you feel like uh, when you would go that the Lord encouraged you in that you wanted to keep doing it? Yeah. So it's an encouragement to the to the missionary just to have uh, fellow Americans, so to speak, come and be with them and and spend time with them uh, not, as a couple. You know, so we, we have uh, like on a construction trip. We'll have a few ladies come along to help with the food and they help encourage the, the missionary's wife as well. So it's an encouragement to them. Um, it's a major encouragement to the local believers. Um, some work with us on the on the the, uh, the work team and others will work if it's a VBS on the VBS. Uh, we try as much as we can to get as many of the local believers helping us and working alongside of us. And even though sometimes you can't speak the language, um, you, you just communicate, you know, through uh, uh, motion or describing things that way. <laughs> but um, but you just have a great time and, and it's an encouragement to to the local believers. And it's it's. Um, it's very encouraging to the team. You know, you get to be good friends when you serve together and when you serve together in a, in not necessarily normal environment. Um, mm -hmm. So you get to have that in common. And, you know, some of my best friends are from our mission teams. Mm -hmm. you know, we just, uh, and then there's a, there's a, another aspect of a missions trip. You know, when that missionary has a need or that missionary has a, uh, an event in their life that that may not be you know real positive if they have a, a health need or something and when their request for prayer comes back boy everybody on that missions team is praying so there's just a number of different aspects uh, of the the missions trips that are they're just a positive positive thing there really is a kinship that you build on missions trips that uh, I'm sure, obviously, it's in a smaller, different circumstance. But there's like when you meet people who were in the military together 
you know, they had just have a camaraderie. Yeah. You see that very similarly when you go on missions trips. Yeah. So that is yeah. a very, now I, I know that you have a million stories. Um, I remember a story specifically about where you and the river had a situation. And I know you came out ahead on that one. What are some more uh, interesting, fun stories that you remember in some of the far flung places of the world you've been to? Well, you've got me started on that river one. So, but uh, <laughs> uh, I can think of a time in, in Vanuatu when we were doing a, uh, it was a VBS for kids. We probably had, I'm going to say, maybe 125 kids coming out every day. And then there was another team that was building a church. And, and you have to realize, you know, in the jungles of Vanuatu, a church is not, uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's posts with a, a roof, you know, but um, we, we sunk the posts in the ground, built the roof, and then had the first church service. So um, the locals invited the whole team, including the VBS team. There was 27 of us that went on that trip. Um, we had pastors that were giving um, uh, pastor uh, clinics as far as going over different topics that pastors deal with. But um, all 27 of us, they had come after the first church service. They had a meal. And it was just a, a National Geographic moment. Um, these, <laughs> these nationals in in loincloths and and uh, uh, village uh, dress and just chanting and and singing in their language, uh, praise to the Lord for building this church. Mm -hmm. And then we had a feast, and we didn't really know exactly what we were eating, uh, <laughs> but it was cooked underground, and it was it was just a very uh, it's just a moment that I'll I'll remember uh, really the the rest of my life. So that that would have been in Vanuatu. You know, I think it's funny. I think one of our mutual friends, brother Kevin, uh, will show me some photos from that trip and explaining that. And I think that had a great impression on him as well. Oh, all and, of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of us. Oh my. Well, it's it, that's a great thing to uh, be as an advertisement to those who are considering going on missions trips. Is that the Lord will. Uh, allow you to be a part of a team, you'll grow, you'll be encouraged, you'll know how to better pray for your missionary. Uh, but you also have experiences that you will uh, cling to for the rest of your life. So that's really special. Yeah. Well, what you've uh, hosted, or not hosted, but led many, many trips, um, you've dealt with many, many missionaries. You know, this podcast, uh, the majority of people who listen are missionaries, whether young missionaries or veterans. And and I can say that we have hosted many missions trips, and uh, there are very few that are as well prepared as your church. From the side of the missionary, what's a way that, you know, you a lot of times are coming in with 15, 20, 25 people. Uh, maybe you could give some tips, because I'm sure you've had experiences, and we're not trying to single out anybody in their bad experiences, but maybe learning opportunities for uh, the missionary who's going to host a group that's maybe even a good size, some tips that maybe you have seen people drop the ball in the past. So it would be an encouragement to say, make sure uh, you're best prepared in some of these areas. Sure. Well, there's, there's really, uh, we, we've learned over the years and, and we've done uh, maybe 30 or 32, 33 mission missions trips. And we, we learned early on um, that, you know, the missionary has so many things on their plate to do. It's just, you know, you, you, chief cook and bottle washer, you know. So we try to, to organize things on our side. We realize that missionaries have had bad experiences where teams have come and they haven't worked hard. They've wanted to come and be on vacation. Uh, they want to go sightseeing. So we, we tell our teams, you know, in the very first meeting, 
that's not what we're going for. You know, we're, we're going to work hard and we're going to work hard. And oh, by the way, we're going to work hard. You know, we're there to serve the missionary. Um, from the, the missionary standpoint, we try to send, we, we send material funds for them to buy the materials. So we send those funds well in advance. So that way we realize that they have many things to be doing. So they can work that into their normal schedule, but we send little reminders, you know, do you have the materials, you know, mm-hmm. how are the materials coming? You know, <laughs> do you have the materials just to make sure that when we get there, the materials are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's well. And then I, we try to communicate as best we can. Um, for some reason, construction guys like to eat. I mean, they just <laughs> put away the food, you know? <laughs> so we try to communicate as best we can. You're like, we'll send as much money as you want, you know, for food, but let's feed these guys. I do remember on one missions trip we were on, um, day one, it was kind of like, okay, there's not a lot of food here. <laughs> you know, what, what are we, what are we going to do? So we all got together and, you know, when you go on a trip, you know, everybody packs some uh, snack bars and, you know, maybe some beef jerky and stuff. <laughs> so we all put it, we said that, 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 that night when we were all together, we said, okay, let's put all of our stuff together to see what we have. So we then dispersed that every day kind of like on a ration basis um, <laughs> but that was the only thing i i would say from a, a missionary standpoint um, don't be bashful on asking the team that's coming for food funds and, and then just mm-hmm. just stuff them you know because <laughs> they're, they're working hard and they just want to but um, lots of carbohydrates right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah keep them keep them going yeah all right well, good. All right. Well, so with that in mind, um, let's make you know a transition. So through all these experiences with the businesses and your missions trips, um, now a few years ago, the Lord or someone uh, someone inspired you to write a book. Why don't you talk a little bit about your book? And the, na- and the title of that book is Making Your Business God's Business, also available on Amazon for $8.99. A little plug there. Why don't you tell us, how did that come about? Well, a couple of missionary... Uh friends and then pastor friends. So um, Pastor Joyner at Valley Forge for a few years, he was saying, hey, Jeff, you should write a book so other business guys can see what what you're doing uh, from a business standpoint. And my, my comment back was, well, I'm not doing anything special. This is what Christian businessmen do. You know, it's, it's just a little different. So then um, a friend of mine, Mike Herbster from Southland Christians Camp and Andrew Bennell, uh, mm. who's with Biblical Ministries Worldwide, and um, David Hassefluck, uh, all with their wives, we, we were on a ski trip together. And um, throughout the week, they were saying, you know, you should write a, you should write a book. And I just discounted the same thing. Like, like, I'm doing the same thing every other guys are doing. No, you're not. No, you're not. So Friday night of that trip, um, we had a dinner reservation. We showed up half an hour early. We didn't realize we were showing up early. So we're sitting in the hotel lobby and they said, we need to get serious with you. You really need to write a book. I, <laughs> I said the same thing. They go, you're not getting it. God wants, God wants you to write a book. They go, okay, you're putting it that way. You know, will you pray about it? So I prayed about it. <laughs> I am the last person to write a book. How can I do this? You know, uh, I don't have time, you know, different excuses. Um, so I finally decided, uh, well, Lord, I guess you want me to write a book because these folks are coming to me and I, I get it. So I dedicated 
plane rides to be writing the book and uh, different mm-hmm. trips I'd be on instead of watching the movie or, you know, kicking mm-hmm. back, relaxing, I would just be tapping out chapters. And then a um, good friend of mine, uh, David Hasefluck, um, edited the book. And um, yeah, it's not a big book, but uh, but God's used it because I've had business guys call me and in, in, in various things, you know, hey, this has helped in this area. This help, That's helped in this area. So so God's using it. There, there's no doubt about it. Okay, brother Jeff. And so, what's the uh, what's the response been like with family and friends and others uh, with the book? Well, shortly after it came out, I was just praying. Well, Lord, I hope you can use this. Uh, and within a week, I had uh, a Christian business guy call me and say, uh, "I've always given to the Lord from from my my income that comes to our home. I've never given from the business. I never thought of that." And I'm thinking. Pastor Joyner saying, you know, other business guys don't do what you do came to my mind. <laughs> right. um, but there's been various examples like that. And uh, and there's been opportunities. Um, uh, Maranatha, I'm uh, going out there in uh, the spring meeting with the, the business um, class. I've met at Bob Jones University uh, with their business group. Um, there's just been various things. Uh, probably every two to three weeks, I'll get an email, um, uh, fell in Florida. Uh, he, he contacted me and wanted to know if he could call. And so we, we hooked up and he just said, Hey, I just want you to know your book has given me direction in this area and in that area. And thanks for writing it. And mm. yeah, it's been surprising really. Cause I just thought that that's what Christian business guys did, mm. but, um, but hopefully the book will, will, will just give uh, Christian business people, uh, and and I, an idea, one or two things they can use as as they serve the Lord with their business too. And it's very encouraging on the trips you've been on. Uh, there have been two specific gentlemen who've helped. Uh, one was an engineer who actually spoke some English, so you could ha- have a lot of communi- communication with him here. Yeah. And I was able to give him that book, and I know that was very inspiring to him and really, I think, helped him along in his very uh, young but Christian life. And then it's very interesting that as of today, we're starting construction on our third church building. And the gentleman who helped build the second building, which you met in your group uh, through interpreters, were encouraging him to come to know the Lord. And at that time, uh, he was interested, but he didn't come to know the Lord uh, at that time, but eventually did. And just the other day, we were talking, and he's very excited to see you next year uh, because the Lord has really just transformed his life. And so it's neat how. Sometimes, you know, we can have impact in people's lives and it takes time, but uh, other personalities, other testimonies can have a big impact. It's not always pastors and, and missionaries. It can be lay people who come and have just an encouraging spirit and encouraging testimony. And so I think that's neat. I think it's encouraging for those who are listening. And as we wrap up, Brother Jeff, um, maybe cite one or two of the principles that are kind of things that, you know, we're not going to give the whole book, but principles that you've mentioned in your book that, Christian Christian business people should put into practice when it comes to generosity with the resources that you feel like uh, every Christian businessman should know. Well, there, yeah, there's um, there's really a few things that come to mind, but um, every Christian business person should be be giving from the the earnings of their business, and um, so that's kind of a given, I think. Uh, but I'm finding it's not. But um, uh, another area would be just the the services that your your business provides. So when we have a, a pastor or a missionary that's in our, our area 
and we find out that they're a skier or a snowboarder, you know, we'll send them to one of our stores and say, you know, what do you need, you know, and help them mm. get uh, furnished with uh, the latest and the greatest. <laughs> but we're, from a, a pool chemical standpoint, we'll take our products um, and go to Christian camps and supply mm. the pool with chemicals. Mm. And um, and we couldn't do that in, in years, you know, when we, years ago, we, we'd say, hey, we can provide the chemicals at cost. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, we said, hey, you know, we can provide it at half of our cost. And then a couple right. more years, we said, hey, it's yours, you know, just take it. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you have to watch, you know, you can't right. over, you know, be wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be wise in how you do that. But um, I, I think not just for business people, but just really every believer, you know, God's wired us with certain talents and things that, that we're good at. And we just need to be busy using that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be in your in your local church, you know, helping uh, with Sunday school. It could be helping mm-hmm. in the in the the kitchen or, you know, cleaning up in the church or whatever it might be. Um, from a business standpoint, um, business people are wired differently than than pastors and missionaries. So we can give advice where where they might be asking for advice and. Um, just using what God's given us. It's not necessarily a monetary thing. It's mm-hmm. it's more time and talent and being willing to to give that because the Lord's given it to us. You know, why shouldn't we be be willing to to help out in ministry wherever uh, there might be that need? Well, Brother Jeff and I had spent a lot of time together on these missions trips, and I thought I knew him pretty well. But boy, this book really, uh, I learned a lot about him and his creativity in uh, his businesses and giving to the others and giving to the Lord. And so I want to encourage everybody to go get that book, making your business, making your business, God's business. And like I said, you can find that on Amazon and I encourage you to buy that book, read it and maybe get a couple copies for businessmen in your church. It's a, like, like brother Jeff said, it's not a real long read. It's a very easy read, but uh, just really filled with exciting stories, how the Lord had used them um, mightily in people's lives. And I will say this, one of the neat things about Brother Jeff, if you get to spend time with him, he, he has a very great personality, but his his generosity is very contagious to others. And uh, we've been firsthand, um, you know, examples of his, not only his generosity, but his encouragement to others. And I would say that is something that is um, great for missionaries, uh, is, is to, to encourage people to learn more about how, not just to give the missions, but to encourage missionaries. I know after learning some of the principles that brother uh, Jeff has done. We've actually implemented some of those in our own personal life. And uh, I just think everyone can learn from this, especially maybe people, you know, in your life. And so go on to Amazon order that book, whether it be Kindle or hard copy, uh, making your business, God's business, brother Jeff, thank you so much for your love for missions. Uh, you give so much of your time and your efforts and your treasure to the Lord. And, um, and the, the real star of the family, we didn't get to get on today. Miss Nancy, She's the one that really we know. She's That's the nuts right. and bolts of everything. She she keeps it. She's the hardest right. working lady I've seen on a work, work missions trip. You don't want to mess with her. She knows what's going on, and uh, she <laughs> loves the Lord. She's a great teacher. She's yeah. helped many times with Holly here on the missions trips, and uh, we probably didn't give her enough credit today, but we know that she's uh, she's right there by your side all the way. Oh yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. She she covers a lot of bases for me. And, uh, and we're both just thankful and we praise the Lord for what he allows us to, to be involved with. It, it's exciting. What, you know. 
Well, we thank you so much, and we, we uh, ask the Lord to continue blessing you in your future travels, your future trips, and all your endeavors. And uh, listener, uh, we want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it's an encouragement. Uh, feel free to reach out to us if you have any other questions. Josh will be back next week, and we want to say thank you for listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast.